One, two, three, yes, wrestling. Charlotte Flair shut the mouths of all the internet porn-watching Morlocks. I have moles. Yes, the subterranean mammal. And Seth Rollins was like, yeah, psych. And he just hit the sledgehammer onto the toolbox, onto the chair, onto the ladder with Bray Wyatt's head safely underneath. They want us to be cheering Seth Rollins after he attacked a mentally handicapped man. So let's move on to Monday Night Raw, sponsored by Brazzers. Yeah. Uh, nothing like helping out my friends with gold dust and, well, you know, the women underwear. Welcome all you Yesenites to one, two, three, yes, wrestling. I am Chris. I am here for the only episode 63 of one, two, three, yes, wrestling there will ever be. And I'm joined this week by Corey and Ed. How we doing, guys? I, you know, I'm interesting to say the least. Uh, I think Ed and I, given our professions, are both in two very different and unique situations uh for the listeners who don't already know i'm a teacher so uh this is now day three of my uh e-learning experience if you don't know what e-learning is it's basically teaching or basically just education through the internet so i give the uh lessons to my kids and they kind of just do the bulk of the work and i'm just there to answer emails or respond to questions huh so, otherwise, the other weird thing that's happening, and I'm sorry, Ed, I know you No, guys, no, it's fine. In the midst of all this chaos comes something very uncharacteristic of me, and it's, I'm doing a project. Now, I, I saw power tools in some of the pictures. So, that's, so that's definitely unique. And why this is even a big story, because some of you are listening and saying, well, he's a male. He should, of course, males do projects. No. Corey doesn't do projects. Corey is the exact opposite of what you would call a handyman. In fact, the irony is my father is a 100% handyman. So he's on the other side of this equation, but it did not come. It it didn't transfer to me. So, and I sent you guys a message earlier. I said, I'm, I'm handling a circular saw. I even joked with another group of friends. I I said, I was like, you know, may want to do a wellness check on me every hour because just don't know what's going to happen. But so far, I counted 10 fingers, 10 toes, uh, uh, wallet, testicles, whatever it is, uh, spectacles. I, I got everything. There is definitely an Austin Powers quote in there somewhere, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> but, uh, hey, Corey, that's that's awesome. Uh, it's always been a point of uh, contention that I didn't bring up that you were not a handyman, but I think at this point... The fact that you've used a circular saw means you are a handyman at this point. So good for you. I'm not done. So, I mean, no, no. let's not push it too far. We'll see what happens, though. But it's off to a good start, I should say. Good for you, brother. Now, as for me, um, to Corey's point, uh, I actually recently uh, took a job with Amazon in a fulfillment center as a uh, as basically a new manager. And um, with the, the current event. events that have yeah. happened in the world, um, I've gone from you know, basically, uh, feeling like this was going to be a very good, very good gig to being like, this is not only going to be a good gig, but I'm actually helping keep some keep right now. I feel like I'm keeping a society somewhat afloat (laughs) because, um, we as a company have decided to continue, uh, sending packages to people. And, you know, we're, uh, we're basically, you know, we're giving our employees the, the right to leave, uh, which which is great, but we're also seeing a lot of employees stay because there's nothing better than knowing that if you need to get a package that you're going to get it. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. So I've, I've really work has kind of t- taken a whole new turn and uh, I'm learning to, you know, take the leadership that I did at Verizon and apply it to a whole new, you know, a whole new thing, which is really cool. But, um, you know, I'm just uh, I'm very happy that we all got together to record this week given the circumstances happening in the world, I think taking steps like listening to your podcast or watching some wrestling is really the best thing you can do with your time right about now is just 
try to be as normal as you can be given the situation. Yeah. And the biggest thing is to take care of yourselves and take care of your community and the people around you. <clears throat> I was been working at a grocery store and it's been insane. And it actually hit the point between everything that was going on in the world and then just the insanity of the grocery stores, which I've never seen. It triggered all of my anxieties that I've spent the past few years doing that. So I've actually stepped away. And I'm like, all right, I need to go quarantine and get away from these crowds. Because, I mean, it was getting like watching the people tear through and just destroy everything and run over you. And it's just I would I was just finding myself standing up against the aisles with my eyes closed, waiting for people to go away. So I'm like, yeah, no, I can't be here. So uh, I, I was like, I'm going to just pull me off the schedule. I want to help as much. But like I said, there, there, there are rumors that they're going to go full like curbside, which is what I do. So it's all just where we shop and then people drive up and pick up the groceries. So they're talking next week that the whole store would go curbside, but the store would actually close. So then to limit how many people are in the store. So if we kind of do a swing into that, then that'll probably be uh, where I can be like, all right, I'm cool with that, you know, because you're just get away from that sheer volume of that public and that panic was I was like, nope, I'm going to take care of myself. And step away from that scenario before anything gets bad. So hopefully I can get back in sooner rather than later and do my part to try to keep society going. But, you know, you got to take care of yourself first. So that's what I am doing. So I'm going to be, you know, home watching a bunch of wrestling and a bunch of stuff. So it should be interesting as we progress forward. Now, there is another roll call that I think we do need to just make sure we need to do a quarantine check, a health check on our own Mr. Fitness, because I just want to make sure he's, you know, taking care, doing what he's got to do to stay safe in these trying times. So, Mr. Fitness, you out there? Why, hello, what be Jibberish? It is I, Mr. Fitness, and I am coming to you live from the FQB. That's the FQB, the Fitness Quarantine Bunker. I am in an underground, undisclosed location. And I am going to continue to practice my social distancing by staying exactly six feet away from the microphone because Lord knows if anyone has the coronavirus, it's probably Chris, Corey, and Ed. And they probably somehow got it from each other. <clears throat> am I am I safe? Okay. All right. I think that this is a little bit better. All right, Jim Rat. This week on Sits and Fits, I want to talk about wrestling in the coronavirus era. In times where sports Schools and businesses are closed. We have noticed both AEW and WWE have chosen to continue their weekly shows. Sure, these shows are in front of empty crowds and located in more secure locations in Florida, but you need to look at the bigger picture. We are in the middle of a health crisis. A crisis which has sparked fear, a fear that has caused us to hoard food toilet paper, and even in some cases, guns. Students have been forced to convert to online learning and start and in short notice of all things. So why does wrestling performing live shows in empty arenas matter? Because the people need a sense of normalcy. A couple of hours to forget about all the financial stress and the hardships this virus is causing. Vince McMahon made a bold decision to move WrestleMania to the Performance Center and to an empty arena. Why? For the same reason, he was the first person to do a live show after 9-11 to bring us back to normal. And I assure you, AEW and WWE will bring us back to normal, even if it's only for a couple of hours. That's Mr. Fitness's Sits and Fits reminding you, don't sit, just stay fit. And I'm going back to my bunker. That is the, the FQB. So if you need me, I'll be in the FQB, the Fitness Quarantine Bunker. You may continue with your podcast. 
Well, it's good to know we know where all the masks went. And geez, how the heck does he get Wi-Fi down in that tunnel he's at? (laughs) (laughs) One of the life's bigger mysteries. One of the questions I had is he talked about hoarding toilet paper. Is Amazon still selling toilet paper? (laughs) Well, um, so what we did, and I think it's pretty cool, is um, last week amongst uh, getting just inundated with orders and we were operating – with almost 40% less uh, staff in the fulfillment center, obviously, because we let people, you know, they don't want to be there. They don't, they don't have to be there. They're not going to lose their job. Um, they'll get unlimited unpaid time, which is great. You know, yep. if they do want to come in, we're actually paying them $2 more, uh, which is great. Yep. So, um, but uh, you, we quickly could tell that a lot of the paper products were vanishing out of the fulfillment center. So actually, a couple of days ago, they decided that we would not be accepting shipments from non-essential items at mm-hmm. this point. So uh, the fulfillment centers will be working quickly to get paper towels, toilet paper to people first and foremost. So mm-hmm. hand sanitizer, all of those like medical products, those are all the things that we're putting priority on right now. Food. You That's know, what my that sister kind of said because she was trying to order a, a lamp, a warming lamp for a lizard. Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, sorry, that's not essential. And she's like, It's essential to me. This lizard's gonna die. So, <laughs> so she oh. has to figure out what she's gonna do to heat up her lizard. She can put it in the oven. All right, maybe. <laughs> maybe <I'm low>. then, <laughs> yeah. On, keep it just set it to warm. There's a warm <laughs> setting. Sadly, I'm sure someone's done that thinking that exact thing. But yeah, I'm just curious and thought I could have asked you off the air, but maybe that's information that, you know, no, it's, it's good. our, it's our good. audience might want to know or hear. Sure. But as Mr. Fitness talked about, wrestling has, this is a new era. This is a definitely a different type of era. And I'm really curious how you guys do, how, well, how you guys think about it. Um, WrestleMania, as he said, was relocated so instead of being canceled or postponed it was relocated to the performance center with no crowd so this was going to be the first wrestlemania and last friday smackdown and this week's raw both were at the performance center with no crowd and both were still heavily advertising for wrestlemania including making matches because on raw they made two matches for wrestlemania with no crowd and then yesterday so that was already its own big news and then yesterday i announcement came out by wwe that said wrestlemania is actually going to be two nights this year saturday and sunday the fourth and the fifth of april and there's um they're talking about multiple uh locations that wrestlemania will take place in now one of the things they were talking about which makes a lot of sense is splitting it up because if they said they're taking the cdc warnings very serious and if you Still try to do the whole show in one place. You're going to have a lot of people because you still have all of the crew, all of the producers, all of the cast, all of you know, all the talent. That's a lot of people still in one place, which is more than the ten that they're looking for. So the idea is you split the days up, which I actually have which matches are on which days now, and you split up. If you do different locations, you can actually do closed sets recording. They were even talking about the possibility of recording matches ahead of time. So, that, I mean, wrestle, some of these WrestleMania matches could already be filmed as we speak, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, they talked about doing some outdoor locations so they could still do pyro. They talked about a lot of there seems, it seems like they're trying to be extremely creative in making this WrestleMania still something special and still a spectacle without the crowd. So just kind of curious of how you guys think about this, and then we'll kind of go through what, what the days are going to look like. For me, it's been kind of a, uh, a roller coaster. Um, and I start with, uh, I think it was SmackDown that first started doing this, the mm-hmm. empty crowd. And I'll be honest with you, uh, on Friday I was, just very it, it was weird i think that's the best word i can use it just felt weird it's eerie and yes and don't get me wrong i think the talent did a phenomenal job with the performance part they to, to have to do that in front of no crowd is got to be so extremely hard so i felt like their their talents really showed as a result um, I can't remember. Was Edge's promo on SmackDown or Raw? Raw. Okay. Well, I open Raw with his promo. Okay, I'll get to it. But um, 
Yeah, but then when I got to Raw, you know, now that I've saw SmackDown, I'm like, okay, I've seen it. Now I'm already, you know, where what's happening now. When they started with Edge's promo, I'll tell you, I was hooked, and I love the promo. I love the facials. I, I think once again, you know, in this moment of just we we have to adjust and adapt. I, I think these wrestlers need to be accredited to just their unbelievable ability to do what they did and not be able to take advantage of feeding off the crowd to help them. Yeah. For me, um, I mean, and, uh, you know, I think the point of this podcast is to be very honest. Um, last week was kind of rough for me, uh, because I think like, you know, around, I think Thursday of last week, I felt like things were getting a little out of control and, um, I'm usually not an alarmist in any kind of way, but I started feeling, you know, quite a lot of uh, anxiety about what was going on. And, uh, started, you know, asking myself if I needed to go out and buy a gun, which was like the first time that thought has ever crossed my mind. Um, I definitely on my first day off last weekend, panic bought a ton of stuff at the grocery store, which, you know, I tried to laugh. I tried to laugh about it. Like, Oh man, I'm going to have tomato soup for a long time. Um, but I love tomato soup, so it's not that big of a deal, but um, I think the, the hard part for me was seeing, uh, wrestling with an empty crowd. Um, it, it definitely hit me hard. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, and I think I texted you guys and I thought, you know, oh, we should just cancel it. You know, this isn't right. Um, but then the, this week when I watched Raw and AEW, I kind of got a new feeling and kind of to Corey's point, um, I think it's really incredible that they are figuring out a way to show, that the show can go on. And with the lack of any kind of sports at this point, you know, on they are figuring out professional wrestling is once again, figuring out a way to be important, but also, you know, timeless in that let's face it. You know, I, I, I'm, I believe we're going to get through this. I believe we're going to be better than ever. I think this is going to actually bring our society a lot closer in America, which is great. But 30 years from now, we'll be able to watch WrestleMania 36 and remember what was going on right now. And that's, that's kind of cool. So I've gone, I've done a 180. I went from last week being not a big fan to like, Hey, this is actually going to be pretty cool. I think. Well, what I'm excited about with WWE, especially hearing some of the stuff with that they're thinking about for WrestleMania is still trying to figure out how to do it. Now, this is obviously uncharted territory, but they really seem like they're, determined to figure out how to do the show without that and it opens up their creative freedom like when i was reading this article about them talking about multiple locations and being able to pre-shoot being able to do takes being able i mean wrestlemania this could be a crazy i mean it already is going to be a crazy like you just said it's basically a time capsule wrestlemania for all of us to remember 2020 it's going to be one of the only things we're going to be able to look back on and go you know, man, you can actually see this, you know, you can actually see how it affected where everything else is just canceled. So it's going to be its own time capsule. But then it's like, I think there's going to be a lot of things that they're going to pull from this experience of being able to do this. And I'm thinking that it's, you know, new production, different ways that they shoot stuff, maybe doing some pre-shooting, maybe, you know, really almost making it taking their game to the next level as i've complained about over and over again on here i don't like the crowds so i'm I'm like whatever they're not there they're not chanting stupid stuff i'm cool with that um yeah it's eerie i'm not gonna say it's it's not awkward to watch but like i said this is gonna be how it's gonna be for the next foreseeable future you know we don't really know at this point until we really see how this thing shakes out uh did you guys see the smackdown um where they had the international feed did no. you hear about that? No. So during SmackDown, during the opening match with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and Sasha and Bailey, when they went to commercial, they just stopped wrestling, which is fine. It's understandable. But the international feed was still rolling. So internationally, you can actually find video of once they went to commercial, they just stopped wrestling. And then like Alexa Bliss was just running around the ring. The referees checking the ropes. Michael Cole's like, hey, how do I sound? And they're just so I mean, it's just all they're just 
they're just rocking and talking and laughing and joking. And then once as as they start counting down that they're coming back, they get right ready again and they start just keep on going. So obviously you don't realize it, but they just stopped. I mean, why keep wrestling? Obviously, but it was interesting to see that kind of you know how the sausages made element to SmackDown of them just hanging out. You have to look up the video. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because I this is the first time I'm hearing this, so that's that's interesting that that happened. Yeah, it, but, it was, you know, kind of cool. You, you know, um, going back to, you know, kind of like Ed's feelings and reaction, especially initially, um, another thing, and I know we haven't talked about it yet, that I thought was interesting that was done this week was AEW's approach to the empty crowd. Um, and if you didn't see it, what they ended up doing was they placed just like a handful, I mean, maybe six, uh, talents, AEW talents in the, you know, they didn't have rows or anything, but they're all kind of scattered in the first, you know, they'd be considered the first two rows in a particular section. And, you know, you had heels, you had faces, and they were reacting and talking and saying stuff like you. So you heard noise while mm-hmm. the matches were happening, you know, the entire time. There was no you know, unless, of course, they were doing promos, but um, which, and I think I text you guys, that actually helped me. In, in, and I think it's a psychological thing where we're, we're so accustomed to hearing noise that even though, yes, I'm aware that that noise is coming from AEW talent and it's all, you know, really choreographed responses, but, you know, I mean, isn't that really what wrestling wants anyway is the appropriate reactions. Um, and I'm going to throw out something that maybe you guys won't agree with me on. But I think WrestleMania, they should put in crowd noise. That was going to be my question I was going to ask is how I was talking to my dad earlier kind of about this. And he was, I was, he was talking about it and he was like, well, they should just pump in the noise. And, you know, you turn down the lights real low. You put in a couple, like, moving, like, lights to look like lighters or something. You have the lights down, and you just put in the noise. And he was talking about that. So that was one of the things I was going to ask you guys, which obviously Corey seems excited about that idea. So I guess, I, Ed, I, I, what I, would I, you think about the fact if they pre-canned? As long as, you know, it'd be weird because now, like, Roman Reigns is going to come out and they're going to cheer. <laughs> you know, are they going to can it? Like, I mean, if they were going to do it, they should, like, put in, like, CM Punk chants. And <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is, kind of to piggyback off what you said, Chris, you know, we've talked about, oh, God, almost every week I feel like that wrestling is missing something. And I think we really kind of decided that it was the thing that we thought it was missing was really, it comes down to a lot of originality and this situation is going to force them to do a lot of different stuff production wise, which that's what actually intrigues me the most about this. So, you know, I don't care if it's crowd noise. I don't care if it's music. They could have like, they could actually have music playing in the, wherever they're at. Like that actually would kind of remind me of the old fashioned video games where we used to like hear, you know, kind of cheesy, game music if you're playing no mercy or yeah. nwo wcw revenge like i'd be okay with music or crowd noise i mean um or if they decide to do nothing to just kind of embrace the moment like yeah like there's no crowd here like to kind of you know build up the idea that hey like we're the show must go on for wwe i mean either way any i think they're gonna throw some really creative stuff at us and that's gonna be what is most uh appreciative and maybe it's your point maybe we get some new production stuff when uh you know we get back to whatever our new normal is going to be um but hey i I really hope it forces them to kind of have some fun and figure out some new ways to do things yeah it's definitely interesting i hope it it, if if they go with the noise thing uh, you know, putting in the noise, putting in the chants and everything, you know, to me, maybe this is the way we finally solve the, the political nature of what the crowds have become. And maybe we can condition them. So if Roman Reigns getting cheered at the end of, you know, his match when he's got the title and maybe, maybe this will just, you know, like I said, it's all psychological. 
like I told you, the moment that AEW wrestlers were chanting and stuff and making that noise, it, it made it a lot easier to watch. If they really wanted to impress me, they would actually have like an 80s style sitcom entrance where they actually talk. Every wrestler like looks at the camera, smiles, and they have like an, a song playing. And then the whole WrestleMania weekend is shot as a sitcom style with pumped in crowd noises and everything. Just embrace the whole thing. That That would be just fine in my book. Yeah. Well, now, speaking of WrestleMania yeah. weekend, now we do know that the access was canceled. So no WrestleMania access this year. The Hall of Fame and both N- and NXT TakeOver Portland have been canceled. Uh, there's rumors that Hall of Fame is going to get moved to SummerSlam weekend, but obviously that's all still, you know, n- nowhere near confirmation. Uh, so it really is just WrestleMania. And now, like I said, WrestleMania did now switch to two nights. So I actually have the list. They've already listed which matches will be on which night. So if you were only interested in one or the other, and as of right now, I'm going to go through those. But Saturday, April 4th, we have Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, The Undertaker versus AJ Styles, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, and Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. And then on Sunday, April 5th, as of right now, we have John Cena versus The Fiend, Becky Lynch versus Shayna, and Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. So now, my question to you, looking at which matches are on which nights, what do you think was supposed to main event WrestleMania? Goldberg versus Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre? Because now, Bill Goldberg and Roman Reigns are closing out Sunday, April 5th, which means Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre were not going to main event that show. No, I'm you know still standing by my what it should be, and it should have been it should have been Drew and, and Brock. I'm actually disappointed that that that's Saturday. I I know, but now now realistically, because they're going to split this in two days, they both get that main event spot. Realistically, they Drew yeah. does get to close the show now because I'm assuming that's going to go on last, unless it's okay, going to be right, Undertaker and AJ Styles. But I can't imagine that. No, so I mean. There's Drew's no going to get to go on last and he's going to get his fireworks, you know, when he dethrones the beast. So, I mean, at least he gets that now, but yeah, he, I don't think he was going to get that. I um, think we were looking at Roman Reigns once again, I, trying to close a mania. I guess we'll never know. No, you know, we won't. We won't. We, we'll we'll, we'll never know because I'm sure there'll be rumors that come out, you know, and we'll talk about this years from now. And, uh, I'm sure, you know, they'll be like, what was going to be the main events? You know, I'd say leave it alone like this. This very well could be the start of WrestleMania being two nights from now on. And oh, I 100 percent think that that's going to be the case. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Um, it needs to be treated like a music festival. I think you'll get more out of your weekend. I think you'll have a lot more fun if you have it on multiple nights. Um, so I think yeah, this Wrestle is Kingdom them. did it this year and it yeah. worked out. It was cool. Um I there were rumors that they were talking about Mania being two nights, you know, last year. So right, this makes sense. And can I, think this I, is can I throw problem. another crazy prediction oh. thought that's going to come out of this as a result? Uh, I agree with you. I think we're definitely going to get uh, a two-day WrestleMania moving forward. But I'm going to say we're going to get a multi-location WrestleMania's. Maybe not starting next year, but I think eventually they're going. It's now not going to just be in one place. Oh, and especially if they split it up two nights. Yeah, they'll do they'll do WrestleMania. They'll do you know Saturday in Chicago and Sunday in Houston. You know, and it really isn't yeah, as hard as it, it used it, to be. It, no, that'd be cool because then you get to build up yeah. two accesses and two everything and really make up from the money that they're going to lose this year. And, ex- and especially when you have the size of a roster that you have now with NXT being the third brand, it's very easy to do, you know, because obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure some people listening, they're like, well, is there going to be a WrestleMania A show and a WrestleMania B show? No, you got enough talent. You could split it easily and, and it would feel even. So I think we're headed that way. And, that, and that's pretty cool in my opinion. And you still inevitably have Edge and Randy Orton, which is going to be a probably on that Sunday card, too. Oh, yeah, 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 that's so, going to be on the Sunday, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be balanced out. And here's the other good thing about this, is these shows will not be nearly as long. And that's that's just great. 
You know, I, I and fully anticipated yeah. maybe maybe they do a two to three hour show each night and you still get your six hours of wrestling, but at least it's not in one sitting. And that's fine with me. Yeah, and apparently they uh WWE is planning this week to record the next two episodes of Raw and SmackDown this week. Um just to have them in the can and ready to go, depending on how stuff gets closed down or if anybody gets sick, yeah. um, you know, and does that. And they're also they're also talking about the possibility of WrestleMania actually being sk- recorded this week, just to have it ready to go, get it done, get yeah. it done, and have it ready while everyone's there and you don't know, and then they can put it out. So yeah, like I said, this is an interesting because then it's going to be really interesting that's, to see that's what a they do. Crazy thought, right? That's you know just what though? Such a crazy thought to think. The like Raw's done right now this week, and SmackDown's and WrestleMania matches being done. It just blows my mind to think that. I mean, the thing is, they could do it. I mean, it's oh, yeah. possible. I, they're they're all the same location, so in in many just, ways they're they're going. Yeah, in many ways they're going back in time to the way they used to do wrestling. You know, and here's the good yeah. thing though. Here's the good news about this. Number one, I hope they do that because it will keep the talent more safe. But number two these guys finally get a little bit of a break. Like they get a break. And yeah. like, I know one of the things we talked about was the idea of a wrestling off season, which I kind of was, you know, last week treating this like, you know what? I think I might just walk away for a few weeks. I think I might just walk away from wrestling. If it's not going to be the wrestling that, you know, I'm used to, let me just walk away from it. But the more I think about it, you know, any type of break these guys can have for like even a month or two weeks is huge for them. So, Good. I hope they do that for their sake. Yeah, it looks like they're going to get their two weeks. And like I said, if they want to get Mania in the can, I say go for it. Because like I said, I mean, all it takes is one of them to get sick and they're all going to get sick. And they tr- and if, they, if they're still traveling in any capacity, which I don't know if they actually are or not, but if they're just hanging out at home waiting for these tapings, then they're probably going to be fine. But it's, yeah, it is a crazy thought to think that WrestleMania could be already taped. But can you imagine some of those matches as well? If they could like redo botches and like, oh my god <laughs> yeah uh, take, it's we're gonna doing be perfect this, yeah. is, this is this is gold goldberg's best case scenario right now oh because <laughs> we're going to get the best goldberg match that we've ever seen and i'm even going to say it's better it's going to be better than any of his wcw stuff oh yeah because oh. with the magic oh, of totally editing and, and they could pause and take breaks and Oh, oh my it's gonna god! Be, it's it's going to be, be the great. longest Goldberg match ever. It's going to be like twenty-three minutes yes. because it, and they recorded it over four days. <laughs> well, I mean, Vince yep. really. I, I started watching. I don't know if you guys, you probably know this, and or maybe our listeners do. Uh, in the late nineties, there was an awesome wrestling documentary called Beyond the Mat. That I saw was, that was on Netflix. It, it it made it to Netflix. It was on YouTube for years, the full version, and it finally got brought to Netflix. So I watched it. And there's a part in the first five minutes that always stuck out to me. And it was Barry Blaustein was interviewing Vince McMahon. And this was the 90s. And he was basically having lunch. And you could tell he was kind of talking off the cuff. And he said, basically, you know, I bring the audience in. And then they see what we really do here. And then he pauses and he says, we make movies. That's what we do. We make movies. So this is, I think, Vince maybe even thinks, you know, maybe I can actually film something like a, like bring some art to it. Like to Corey's point, maybe do some different camera angles, editing. They can do all that and impress the hell out of everyone. That's where, when I read this story about them pre-taping WrestleMania, when I read about splitting in two nights, doing multiple locations, closed sets, having that ability to even pre-tape some of the matches, I was excited. And like I said, the filmmaker and me, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I really hope they take advantage of this and like really still, cause they can, they still have the opportunity to really turn this into a spectacle without the audience and still make it seem like it's bigger than life. And they have that ability. It's just a matter of if they're going to do it, or are we going to get an empty performance center with the lights on? And are we going to get an eerie WrestleMania? Or are we going to get a spectacle? They can do either one. It's just a matter of what they want to do and how outside the box they want to think. But yeah, my filmmaker brain, like I said, started thinking about all the different bigger segments they could do, some of the bigger stunts they can do if they wanted to do a big a big spot, but they could actually like not have to worry about it being in the moment. Um, lots of cool stuff that could be done um, that that could make this really a special weekend. I I think this is going to go down as another moment 
that's going to remind all the wrestling fans just what a genius Vince McMahon really is. I think that this is going to prove to not only be successful, but it's going to be creative, like you said, outside-the-box thinking. And, you know, there was a ton of, you know, memes out there about, you know, the fact Vince wasn't, you know, canceling WrestleMania. And I was having a lot of fun sending them to you guys. But the, the reality is, Vince, I, I, I do agree with um, what Mr. Fitness was saying in his segment where, I think Vince wants to bring his product to everyone because you know what? We need it right now because there's no normal right now. Everything has been canceled and stores are closed and, you know, people can't live in their normal lives. And I think Vince is taking it upon himself. This is my, my responsibility. Somebody's got to step in and I, he's, he's going to do it. And I think when this is all said and done, I think hopefully everybody is going to take a step back and say, okay, maybe this guy isn't so washed up or stuck in the past or needs to retire and all those other things that are said on the internet. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see. I'm a lot more excited for this WrestleMania now just because of my, like I said, imagination of what it could be. So I'm excited to see. But we're going to move on to a little bit. There was a little bit of wrestling, and you know, some people did do some stuff this week. Like I said, uh, we're going to move on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw did take place in the Performance Center, so it was a little eerie. Um, they spent about 45 minutes showing the Royal, the men's Royal Rumble match from this year, so they were really filling time. They did have a couple big segments, though. I only saw one match on the Hulu cut with Rey Mysterio and Andrade, which was a fun match. I don't know if they did any other matches um, on the actual broadcast or not. you remember any other matches? I can't recall. I don't really remember many matches, so. but I thought the promos were incredible on every show this week. Yeah, the promos yeah. were definitely good. Yeah. They had uh, they opened the show with Edge coming out, um, and he gave his big promo about Randy Orton, saying, "You know, I was Beth was coming out, you know, a couple weeks ago to retire for me, and I was not coming back. And then you did what you did. And now he challenged him to a last man standing match. And all that the only thing that could have made that better was if he would have challenged him to an empty arena match. I really wanted him <laughs> to say that because I thought that would have been funny." <laughs> Um, I like, I was like, say it, man, say it. Cause you could tell the stipulation was coming and I was like, say it, say it, say yeah. it. Cause that was the day they announced WrestleMania was going to be inside or in the empty performance center. So I was really hoping that he was going to say it and he didn't, they're going to do a last man standing match. Uh, so that was definitely uh, a highlight. I think I give a lot of credit to AJ Styles' promo too against taker. I thought he gave, he suddenly, made me number one care a lot more about him as a heel which i i always know he's a good heel but mm -hmm. he really like brought that visceral like you know you're no longer the undertaker to me you're mark calloway and i thought that was the best way to try to get me invested in that match yeah by going that whole route of just you were washed up you should retired why are you here i'm gonna end you and it's it's a nice I don't think anybody, especially at least at Mania, I don't think Roman Reigns, I mean, he might have said something similar, but this one, like I, like I said, is really going the, the kayfabe route and really trying to, or breaking kayfabe route and really kind of doing it. So it's very interesting. Well, there's even a rumor that Taker may drop the gimmick and, and head out as Mark Calloway. Um, I mean, obviously be the Undertaker, but be a little bit more of himself. It in, looks it, like it on this, Raw because yeah. he was very American badass and I right. really wanted him to cut a promo. Like I wanted and I'm hoping that we get that. I really hope we get yeah. a real promo from The Undertaker, um, regardless of if he's going to be Mark Calloway or whatnot. But yeah, I just to, just to have that real and he was moving and he was looking like it. So and he had his hair braided back and stuff. So I'm like, I really do think that they're headed that way. And I think we're going to get a real a real promo from him, which would be cool. So I'm excited. Like I said, I care about that match. Um, it was a little awkward, like I said, not having the crowd and like, you know, he showed Undertaker showed up for the contract signing and then just flipped the table. And they're like, the contract's not here. And they just cut to commercial. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> um, it took a minute to be like, to figure out where they were going with that. But no, that was cool. And then they let the good brothers get beat up by, by Undertaker. Um, 
I don't really think much else. I mean, Seth Rollins and or Kevin Owens did a promo backstage where he talked and just basically challenged Seth Rollins to a match at the Performance Center. It was a good, it was a fine promo. Uh, Kevin Owens was just talking about how he grew up at the Performance Center and this is where he broke into the WWE. So uh, this is my home and it's fitting that this match is going to be here. And I'm sure they'll put on a solid match at Mania and it'll be, oh, yeah. it'll be a good time. Uh, and then I know Becky showed up in a big giant semi truck and uh, the man semi truck. Yeah. And then she cut a promo with Shayna Baszler and it was fine. It was the weakest of the show, but the, 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 I mean, I'm sure a lot of this show got adjusted due to everything that's happening, but it's like the vibe I, I got from all this is, oh, I wish WrestleMania was just next weekend. Cause it, it's like, it's just such a long, yeah. it, it's taken so long to get there. And, I don't know how many more ideas I have because the only story that I think this amount of time has been fine has been the Edge Orton. Yeah. Everything else, I, I think, okay, it's time to let's just deliver it and let's do it because some of this stuff, it's like, I was just like, Ugh, you know. Yeah, it, it was just a basic, a lot of it was basic promos, just hyping up a match that is still three weeks away. So you're just like, okay, yeah. I mean, they're going to, it would be nice to knock it out, but you know, like I said, this upcoming week, they look like they're going to record all their go home shows for mania and it'll, it'll be what it'll be. So yeah, they have to keep everyone's attention up going into mania to make sure people actually care about it at that point. I think that's their biggest challenge that they're going to have to make sure they do. Well, well, I mean, honestly, that would give them. I'm just looking at the calendar now. So if they put this all in the can next week, that'll give them almost a month before they have to worry about what's next, you know? And yep. that's good because uh, that also is the responsible thing for them to do because, um, you know, I, I don't know what the future holds uh, as far as what the, what happens with this virus, but I think the responsible thing to do is to let people go home. Yeah. So, you know, get this in the can and let them go home to their families so they can Yeah, at least get you through Mania and then right. see Do where the right we're thing. see where we're at at that point, but at least get you through Mania, which I think seems to be their goal. Let's get to Mania. Let's get that all done and then we can reassess where we're at. So, right. it would definitely be interesting. Um SmackDown was SmackDown, like I said, nothing really. It was once again empty arena and we had a couple matches, but nothing. It was their first attempt at being live i guess going back to raw we did have stone cold on there we did he had a nice little 316 day promo drinking and his yeah. interaction with byron saxton yeah. reading all of his comments and it made me smile and i needed that smile watching it so it was good and i actually uh you know not to jump over you know too hard to SmackDown, yeah. and uh but i, I want to give credit to john cena and the fiend for having a i thought a pretty good promo exchange and uh you know, Cena went right for it and said that he really believed that by him beating Bray Wyatt six years ago is what started the downfall of his career. And I love, I like that they're going that route. I like that they're not forgetting that these guys fought and Cena really did derail him six years ago. So yeah. that's the that's the way they're going with that match, which I thought is pretty cool. So. Yeah, let Bray Wyatt get that win back. So it's yeah. just a shame that they took that title off of him because if, if if this story of this match was Bray Wyatt trying to get that win back and John Cena trying to get break Ric Flair's record, it could have really been a hell of a story. But yeah, and especially yeah. with these two night yeah. WrestleManias, you know, having that headline that first night would have been would have been pretty cool. But what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Uh, anything else you want to talk about with those shows? I, Byron, Byron Saxon did make me laugh when uh, all of a sudden the camera cut to him and he said, oh, hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> it just I wasn't expecting it. And he just yelled it so damn loud and it startled me. And the way that they were filmed it, which once again, they were filming it like a movie. They were doing hard cuts and uh, really going back and forth. And, you know, we're playing with it. So I'm really yeah. hoping I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, NXT this week uh, really dropped hard in viewers, but they also really didn't have a show. Uh, The episode featured three video packages that was about the Ciampa and Gargano feud, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flip Flair feud, and then uh, and Finn Balor. So it wasn't really 
much of a show. It was just video packages. I got a text from a buddy who was like, oh, and NXT has a crowd. And I was like, yeah, man, that's all recap stuff. And he's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because he was, you know, he was watching, he looked at AEW and saw the no crowd. And then when he flipped over to NXT, there was a crowd and it threw him off. Like, wait, why do they have a crowd? And it looked weird, you know? So, which is weird that that looked weird to him, but that's where it is. So it was interesting to uh, hear that as well. It was not a good, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, let, the NXT thing, let me just chime in on this. Um, yeah. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. And I know when you reveal what the ratings were, it's going to prove why. Um, you got to be careful with all these just packages and doing this and that. It's like, just, okay, empty arena matches. Just just do it. Just do it at this point. Trying all this, these filler stuff, and especially NXT, I felt was the worst. Yeah, NXT. I mean, of course. Say it. Say it. Go ahead. No, I say it. No, I'm. It just. It's like all three shows. I mean, yeah, there was a filler. You know, they they played the the men's rumble. I think on another WWE show they did an elimination chamber match. It's like I, I get the concept of, of filler and things like that, but the NXT. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think NXT really got derailed because their event that they're building to is canceled. So now it's like, okay, now what do we do? And chances right. are they probably sent all those people home. And realistically, NXT, the next few weeks, I think, is just going to be this. It's just going to be video packages highlighting so, things because they don't have a show. They're not building towards so anything. Why can't, you have, why can't you have those matches? Just have them on NXT. Now that yeah, that they could. I mean, maybe they're recording those in the I, next couple of weeks. We'll just they'll split I, up takeover over the next couple of Wednesdays. That wouldn't I, be the worst idea. I, I, just, I think that's yeah, what they'll do. I, just, I think that actually is what I think they're going to record. So. And yeah, I think that they want to they want to get their programming in the can so they can send these guys home. And I guarantee you, these guys want to be home and women. They want to be home, and they should be allowed to be home because they are they already travel. You know, so much throughout the year, they don't see their families, and you've got a real issue going on right now. And it's just, I, I think it's for the best that they they do that. And you know, I think this last week did catch them off guard, which is why NXT was so off. Yeah. Um, but they'll rebound, and I think that you will see that card on television sooner rather than later. Hey, and I'm I'm fine with that because that looked like a hell of a card. But yeah, they did drop. They only had about 542,000 viewers, so they were down from 697 the week before. AEW spiked, and they were watched by 932,000, up from 766. So and it, or AEW had quite a lot of viewers. And Corey, I know you were extremely excited about the show because they actually, outside of having the wrestlers in the crowd and a little bit of reaction, they actually did some yeah. returns and some events. You want to talk a little bit about AEW? Well, well, the, the fact is, AEW did not stop the storylines. That's the bottom line of this. They didn't stall it. I think that this was the exact plan, you know, that this was when, you know, we were going to get those surprises. So just do it. And I think even Cody went on record and said before the, the show, he's like, we're, we're continuing with our plan, our stories. We're not halting it, altering it slowing it down because we, we need to buy some time. No. So, and then the, the, the crowd thing, and I know I said it earlier in the show, it, this proved to me that the crowd is psychological. So what, I mean, huge props to AEW for trying to think outside the box with that and not just go the route that WWE did, put some people in the crowd, you know, wrestlers, obviously they had to be, you know, it had to be very few. But the ones that they got, they were loud enough where it just it didn't feel so empty. Yeah, no, I agree completely. <clears throat> so now I guess the couple big moments but, that happened um, on AEWs, we did get the uh, return of Brody Lee, former Luke Harper. He has been unveiled as the exalted one from the Dark Order. So how did that play out on TV? Is that you excited about that or? So and now this is where my only 
critique or possible criticism is going to lie. Um, I'm I'm happy about the idea of uh, Brody Lee getting this opportunity. I know I know Chris is you know a little, little skeptical on Brody Lee in terms of you know this kind of role because obviously he's going to have to uh, talk and he's going to have to do promos. But my only criticism of this whole thing was the empty crowd, even though there were wrestlers there, that was definitely something that needed the crowd because the wrestlers didn't react. It was like kind of silent. So that was awkward. But overall, though, Brody Lee, I'm okay with that option with the Dark Order. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine Dark Order is going to sink or, you know, fail, or you know what I'm trying to say. It's going to win or lose based on the, Brody Lee. You know, I mean, this is a big opportunity for him. I have full confidence in him, and I really love that he gave Vince McMahon a jab in his promo. Um, I thought you, that I, was... Like I said, I wasn't able to see it. Well, I... he, you know, he they built up that the Exalted One was going to be revealed, and then they did a separate vignette where he came in a robe and he lifted off his cloak and um you know basically looked at the camera and said you, you know he introduced himself as Brody Lee the exalted one it sounded good and he basically uh pretty much pointed his finger at Christopher Daniels and said you know Christopher Daniels I will refuse to to let another old man not take me seriously. And it was just a really nice shot right across Vince McMahon because the rumor was that everybody in WWE saw things in Brody Lee except for Vince. Yeah. So that was a direct shot, but it was a good promo. And you're right. The, the whole dark order storyline is now on his shoulders. So he's got to knock it out of the park, but I actually think he will. I really believe in him. He will, because the thing is, like, no offense to Dark Order, these these guys aren't stars, in my opinion. These people in the Dark Order are not stars. Brody Lee, now granted, you know, towards the end of his WWE run, not not pretty, but he's at least when he if, if that crowd would if a crowd would have been there, we would have seen the reaction that would have proven that Brody Lee is going to be a star in AEW. And this is what's going to turn this dark order around, make it what it needs to be. And hopefully, you know, Brody Lee can, you know, truly prove that, you know, he is a valuable asset to this company. Now, do you think, uh, also another big thing that happened on that one, and do you think that it a crowd probably would have helped this as well, which is the debut of Matt Hardy, who is just two weeks, two or three weeks shy of his contract expiring with WWE on March 1st, and here he is in AEW tag teaming up with the Lucha Brothers. Um, I'm, I'm assuming a crowd probably would have made that a bigger moment as well. He didn't tag team with the Lucha Brothers. Oh, what did he, I thought he took place on one of the oh not Lucha Brothers Young Bucks. So, so okay, so it, the impression. Tell me what happened. Okay, so the Lucha Brothers and who? Ed, did you watch? I'm I'm missing the what the main event match was. It was a six man. No, I'm trying to think. Of, um, I just it, watched the was highlights. Hawk and the Lucha Brothers. Okay, so Lucha well, Brothers versus the match. best friends. Yeah, so, something. Oh, yeah, maybe it was that. I don't know. But all I know is towards the end, it, it got all kinds of chaotic. You know, you had the. Oh no, the inner circle was part of this. I think. Um, I'm gonna look it up. But, I'm gonna figure it out here. Real yeah, quick. the inner circle talking, <laughs> and the the inner circle versus the elite. So it was. Uh, okay. You can keep talking. I'll I'll get it to you when it's okay. All right. So yeah. So they do a match. I mean, they they have a, a full fledged match, and you know the match ends, and then Jericho's getting on the mic, and you know it's another typical Jericho. I'm bragging. I'm we're the greatest thing ever, and it was a very long time. I if you actually try to watch it, when Jericho gets on the mic after and starts talking, he's talking at the top of the ramp. 
it just seems like he's delaying, like, you know, something's not going right, you know, there's something supposed to be happening, and then all of a sudden he starts talking to people, like, he, they even, like, start talking to Brandy Rhodes that's down by the ring bell, and it was almost like, okay, it seems like something's going to happen, but it's not happening yet, and then all of a sudden you get the, um, what's the thing, the drone. Yeah. The drone comes Van- down. Vanguard one. It, it comes it comes down and then it, it comes down to the middle of the ring, you know, and then everyone's awkwardly quiet. And once again, it's another example of if that crowd could have been there. And like I said, I'm going to say it again. This is another one that needed the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you have in a distance at like the top of the arena. I don't know how this arena set up, but he's like up towards the top somewhere and he's standing and, the light shines on him. His arms are stretched out and he's doing his facial expressions like he likes to do. And, you know, we, we now have the, the broken and now his hair's got, instead of the blonde streak, it's red. Yes. It's a red huh. streak. So I, so, and, um, pro wrestling tees, uh, has already released his shirt and they're of referencing course. him as the broken Matt Hardy. So we're finally getting back to, his original creation, which I'm super excited about. And I think that's all he really wanted, you know, like this, he's really proud of this character as he should be. I still like watching anything from the broken universe a few years ago. It all holds up well. And this was great. This is the perfect way to bring him back with Vanguard one. And he was wearing his broken stuff and he's right in the main event where he belongs. He's, you know, going to be tagging with the elite and I just think it's great. I, I really, you, you, he seems to think that he's got at least three more years in him. And I think this sets him up to have some good quality matches with the likes of Chris Jericho, you know, the elites there, you know, there's a lot of opportunity, uh, with Matt Hardy and AEW and, uh, even with Brody Lee, you know, I could see the broken universe and, you know, getting involved with the, the dark order. There's a lot of, a lot of ways this can go, and I, it makes me very happy that I am enjoying uh, me some AEW right now. Well, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's uh, excited to go see the clips. Like I said, I hadn't really had the chance to look too much into it, just the moments when Corey was telling them. So I wanted to give you guys that opportunity to really deep dive into AEW, and I'm really curious to see, like I said, where wrestling is going to go for the next few weeks as we all you know, social distance ourselves and stay united online and stay united with, you know, the internet is an extremely important thing for us in this day and age, being able to really uh, stay in communication with people, all the extroverts out there that need to have that human contact is able to still get it with our cell phones and our computers. So it is a interesting dynamic that we're living in and wrestling is no, not safe from that dynamic shift either. You got it. Uh, but I think that's going to wrap us up a little shorter this week, but there wasn't as much wrestling. I'm surprised we still filled an hour out of this thing, unless you guys have anything else. I want to say thank you guys for recording tonight, and uh, I hope our listeners uh, enjoy uh, you know, listening to an hour of just three guys enjoying talking about wrestling for a week that the ages will remember. And uh, yeah, and it's going to get really interesting for me because as of next week, I actually start as a wrestling features writer um, over on CBR.com. So comicbookreviews.com, I'm actually got hired on as a wrestling writer. So next week I finish my training for that and I'm going to be pumping out wrestling articles over there, which I want you guys all to go check out so so uh, I can get paid. And uh, <laughs> And that, that should be very interesting to see what I can do because I think that whole area is kind of still relatively new to that site. So I'm excited to kind of meet the editor and really being able to say, hey, man, I host a podcast. I do this. I do that. Like, let's blow this thing up and seeing how much of how much I can do with over there. I'm excited to see how that's going to go. So I'm, that should be really cool starting next week. Rock on, man. Well, good luck with that, man. So we shall see. But right now, we're going to wrap this up. What you got, Corey? I was going to say, on on the sound of my background noise, it sounds like i got to get back to dad duty. So So you get back to dad duty. Sounds like it's a good wrap-up time. 
an e-teacher. Ed's got to go to bed because he is keeping uh, everybody's asses clean with toilet paper across the country <laughs> thanks to Amazon shipping the things that we need, just not lamps to keep lizards warm. We are on all podcast services. We are on every social media platform. So follow us, like us, subscribe. Um, we're always looking for reviews, so definitely hit us up with some reviews on wherever you listen to us. And we're looking for how many stars? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. He almost forgot the gimmick there for a second. And that is right. We're looking for five stars. We are going to, uh, you know, something. I lost my train of thought because I saw Corey delay laugh. But we are going to wrap this show up, so you guys have a good night. Everyone stay safe out there. And, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure when we get together. Take it easy.